Hello, friends, and welcome to the Point of Hope Bible Study Podcast. My name is Steve, and this broadcast is brought to you by the Point of Hope Apostolic Church in Indianapolis, Indiana, where brighter days begin. Leading our study today is the senior pastor at Point of Hope, Mr. Stephen Gossage. Pastor, welcome. What can you teach us today? All right. Thank you again. I'm always happy to be here and to do this podcast. I pray that people are being blessed by these podcasts. We're getting a lot of good uh, feedback from that, and it's exciting. Heroes in Whom We Can Believe is our series. We're in Lesson 7. Peter, he was a man of boldness. Our uh, lesson text for anybody that wants to study at home, Acts chapter 2, 36 through 39, Acts 4, 9 through 14, and then Hebrews 4 and 16. However, our focus verse about Peter is, now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John, Acts 4 and 13, and perceived that they were unlearned and ignorant men, they marveled and they took knowledge of them that they had been with Jesus. And so our focus thought is this, and it's more towards those of us that are saved, filled with the Holy Ghost, according to Acts chapter 2 is that Peter's boldness was sometimes an asset, but it also created problems for him. Absolutely. But that also gives us the onus, or rather it brings an onus on us to be filled with the Spirit, sanctified by the Word of God, so that we can declare God's Word forcefully, face opposition, and claim the promises of God, all while doing boldness or doing it with boldness in this hour. We need holy boldness in this hour. Yeah, holy boldness. That's an, that's an important distinction. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And so our outline was that Peter was uh, bold in action. Obviously, he had a natural boldness, and he also had a carnal boldness. Uh, but when it came time Peter's spiritual boldness became something that reflected in his preaching, and it also reflected when adversity came. Um, soft hands, long permed hair, pressed robes, quiet voices, smooth skin. This is a typical portrayal of Jesus. Uh, man buns and skinny jeans. This is, we're, we're against those. We are not going for that. <laughs> And so our concept of, or rather, humanity or our culture's concept of Jesus was that he was soft and that he was fragile and that he was on some levels weak because he wasn't as bold. He, he went to, the, uh, to those that tried to destroy him and kill him. He did it as a sheep, but he was a lion all the way. But we're not talking about Jesus in this case. We're talking about Peter, and the world has attempted to tame the lion of the tribe of Judah, but by saying that Christianity, if you're not walking in love and you don't reflect love, and that the only thing about God that's important is that God is love and he's accepting, is incorrect. Yes, holy. Absolutely. He is holy. And so Christianity has always been colored as a feeble faith. It, uh, listen, I can give examples. I can give the greatest courage about for Stephen. He, forgived, he forgave his executioners while stones were being rained down yeah. upon his head. Paul, who confidently confronted the leaders of Rome, knowing that he was facing death, became still an ambassador of Christ and preached to those who were accusing him. 
Peter, obviously, is another one, and that's who we're talking about today. He he didn't hesitate to stand on the day of Pentecost. He declared the gospel at the proper moment, even though there was a possibility that he could be next in line for crucifixion. He was aggressive, and he was bold in all things. Uh, According to widely accepted legend, all the apostles suffered a cruel martyrdom with the exception of John. We'll talk about John at another podcast. Uh, These men were strong. They were confident. They served God with passion in life and even in their death. What am I saying? So on the outset of what we're talking about is that Christianity— needs to be something that is colorized by a holy, as we said, boldness to preach the gospel and to stand up in this time. I, I don't want to get into too much of my opinion on what this world is, and or rather the world's systems are. I'm not talking about the people. I don't want to get into all of that. Uh, if you want to call me, reach out to me. However, I'll tell you that. But in this podcast, I just want to make it clear that the church needs to be bold in this hour. We need to stand up against the agencies that want to put the church into the corner. Yeah. Yeah. Confidence and boldness. I was going to say something funny, but I'm going to move on, or at least <laughs> something I think is funny. But confidence and boldness come from a certainty in the object of faith. Paul said it well when he wrote to Timothy in 2 Timothy 1 and 12. He said, for the which cause I also suffer these things. Nevertheless, I am not ashamed, for I know whom I've believed and am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I've committed unto him against that day. We're talking about Peter. So his important characteristic was that he was bold in action. Consider that word boldness. It is the root of Word root of the word means to inflate or to swell up. In the New Testament, the word is translated from the Greek parahesia, which means outspokenness, frankness, bluntness, publicity, by implication, and assurance. So a person who exhibits boldness may be somebody that's daring, fearless, open, confident, abrupt, sometimes even aggressive. And Peter had that natural boldness. We, we know all of that thing. And his natural boldness propelled him to the forefront. It was Peter that said when he saw Jesus and the other disciples were in a boat on the sea, uh, of the sea of Galilee when they saw Jesus and a storm was happening and they saw Jesus walking on the water. It was Peter when he recognized that it was Jesus. He didn't say, oh, can you tame the water? No, he said, let me come out on the water. So that holy boldness caused him to stretch his faith and believe that God was in it. We tell people, even in our church and and, uh, over the years that I've mentored and, and taught home Bible studies, I tell people, the Bible tells us when we open our mouth, God will fill it. And so Peter was so naturally bold. He walked on the water. He was an Advent student of Jesus. He asked the Lord to explain parables that he had just recited. He was the one that said, now, now, Jesus, tell me, what were you saying <laughs> yeah. right there? While the other guys were probably too timid to ask. Sure. Peter boldly declared the deity of Christ before any of the other disciples. It was, it was Jesus that asked the disciples, who he, he said, who do men say that I am? And it was Peter that stood up and said, some say thou art this and that. He said, no, no, no. Tell me who you are. And Peter boldly proclaimed. He said, thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus said, 
upon this rock I'll build my church. Recognizing what was the rock? Well, it was revelation. It was revelation who Jesus was, especially in that moment. And so Peter boldly declared those kinds of things. However, he had carnal boldness, which is what we're talking about. We're not talking about being bold and loud and obnoxious for no reason. We're talking about having a reason. I, if I could just tell a personal story, somebody recently came to me and said, hey, pastor, you know, they're doing this in our school system. And uh, I s- said, well, what are you going to do about it? I said, I don't know what to do about it. And I said, well, I think you do. I want you to go in there and I want you to tell the powers that be that what they're doing is unacceptable, but you be a Christian while doing it. And you know what? The response back was, hey, they listened to me and they changed what we talked about. Now, that happened a few years ago, but we need more people to say, wait a minute, I'm not happy with this and I don't want this to to invade my household, especially through my children. So we can be righteously bold in this hour, but we can also just be those loudmouth people that can turn people off. <laughs> yeah, it gets the message gets lost by the messengers. Yeah, right. We have a saying in my household, and I say it a lot in the church: you can be right in your message, but wrong in your delivery. And because you're wrong in your delivery, it makes your message wrong. Yeah. Right. So, so Peter had those problems. I'm not going to get into uh, all the things, uh, but we know that he had a, he attacked uh, somebody. That, Malchus was his name. That came when they came to get Jesus out of the Garden of Gethsemane. He cut his ear off. Malchus. Yeah. Uh, he was also the one when they, <laughs> him, Peter, and John were up uh, into the Mount of Transfiguration, and it was Peter that said, "Hey, we need to build three altars here." When he saw Moses and Elijah, no, no, and then when they all can combined into one, one Jesus, he just he just missed it. So he, yeah. <laughs> we could go on and on about uh, some of his mistakes, but but by and large, having boldness was something that needed to be tempered by the Holy Ghost. Peter had spiritual boldness; he was bold in his preaching. Now, again, what's the application? Somebody may be asking. Well, I'm asking that it's it's okay to stand up and be a Christian in this sure, hour. Sure. I don't think we need to be ugly. I don't think that we need to be, again, uh, loud for loud's sake. But I think we, the world and its systems need to understand that we aren't just somebody that, that are weak, anemic, and that it's all about love and peace and harmony. I'm not saying that it's not about that. I'm just saying even Jesus, he uh, he he made some whips and put them together, and he and he did some whipping. <laughs> he did so, some table flipping. <laughs> he did some. I mean, you can be firm. You can yes. be firm, and you can be respectful, and you can still be uh, forceful with your opinion. As long as I mean, civility has gone. It's such a strange time because of how social media, you know, how interactions online go. You know, you got people who would never dare treat you like that face to face, right? And that's why some of these things you see on on the news and things are different when people are face to face. But I I absolutely, you can be bold and you can be firm and you can still be fair and civil and kind. People can still see Jesus. Yes, when you're making your point. Thank you. You have made it more clear. With your with uh, your words right there, that's exactly what I'm talking about. 
uh, let's not get it twisted. Uh, we need to be Christian first above everything else, yeah. and that's Christ-like. So uh, it's okay to stand your ground, but I think we need to be kind and we need to be Christian yes. too. Absolutely. But when it comes to standing up for what is right, I don't think that there's a problem there. I don't think that crosses any lines no. biblically as long as we tr- are trying to be right because we represent Jesus Christ. We represent him to the world, and I am not, I do not want to take on that baggage of being the one that caused somebody to run from the church, run from a relationship with God because of how I acted. No, I want to be the one that stands up, speaks the truth, and then have someone say, oh, it's clear, Steve Steve knows Jesus. Right, absolutely, absolutely. So the gospel of Jesus Christ is is not watered down. It's not a crowd-pleasing message. It's not meant to uh, titillate the the senses only by just making you put a check mark on your Sunday morning checklist. Right. Well, I've been, it, it, it never has been. No, it, it never has been. So the Holy Ghost will bring you a boldness. Uh, I don't want to digress too much, but it also give you boldness in adversity. Um, Acts chapter 3, we know that story. Maybe if you don't, you can read it. Uh, Peter and John was going up to the temple about the third hour to pray, which is around 9 a.m. They found a lame man at the entrance to the temple, and he was asking alms. And I so bad. Just do it. All right. Why was he asking alms? He should have been asking for lags. But yeah. Anyways, <laughs> I love that. Joke. Yeah, thank it's you. So, I do too. Yeah, it's My so wife funny. doesn't like it too <laughs> yeah. much, and I get the eye rolls all the time. So sorry out there. Please do not turn off the podcast. You right know now. you're laughing your man bun off right now. <laughs> <laughs> Peter and John went to the the temple to pray, and the lame man was asking for alms. He was asking for an offering. Peter said, "Silver and good." Gold have I none, such as I have, give I thee. In the name of Jesus Christ, rise up and walk. And we know the story. He stood up, and he was leaping and praising God. And then he walked in to the temple right behind Peter and John. And those that were in there that had walked past him all of those years were marveling at what in the world happened. Why on a Tuesday is this guy <laughs> walking in or whatever day it was? Yeah, all of a sudden. But it caused a problem. Sure. And we know the story how that those that were uh, the quote-unquote, I'm doing air quotes right now, of Christians, the followers of Christ, they were the Philistines, Philist- oh, well, there's that too. Yeah. They were the uh, the religious folk of the day. I was going to say Philistines, but the they were the Pharisees, yeah. and they were the Sadducees, uh, but they were Philistine in their actions. And so they began to attack Peter and John because they were... Uh, a threat to them. And and read the New Testament. It's all throughout. And in fact, it caused Peter and John to be taken up by authorities, and they whipped them and they beat them. And they even interviewed the lame man and his parents yeah. <laughs> and said, what in the world has happened? Surely you had the latest... Uh, uh, 
thing that that shows on late night television that you bought from from uh, Amazon? What is it that caused? And they said, I don't know. All I know is this. And the man spoke up, said, All I know that I was lame, and now they prayed, and here I am. And he didn't dispute anything, and mm-hmm. so they could not do anything with that. And all they did was that they said to Peter and John, because they couldn't do anything else after beating them. Yeah. They said, listen, here's what we want to do. We're going to let you go, but we want you to not preach in the name of Jesus. You see, it's problematic, fellas. We just crucified him just a little bit ago. (laughs) Yeah, sorry. However, Peter and John, while they were in the hands of the authorities, said that we can't but preach anything other than in the name of Jesus. And so they were bold in that adversity. And they were not afraid to link possibly their ending, or so they could have thought, with Jesus Christ. What a big change it was in Peter, how that he ran away from when they were accusing, accusing him when Jesus was being tried. And he ran away and denied him three times. Right now, he had learned his lesson and said, no, if I'm going to die, here I am. I'm going to be dying with an association with Jesus Christ. Man, to be that sold out. Absolutely. So he's bold in adversity. Um, So we need boldness today. I I could go on, on and about that. But we live in a wicked world that's unashamed to claim their warped ideas and beliefs right now. Yeah. Um, boldly people claim that they're right. They can live in sin and perversion. The Bible tells us that sin abounds on every side, but grace is that much more abundant. And in such an environment, when people practice a modern-day version of Christianity, it's watered down. Steve. It is. <laughs> it's, it's um, well, I, I could be ugly here, but... It really is. It's really Christianity in name only. Yeah. There's no change. There's no recognition of being brought out. Uh, there's no infilling. There's just nothing. Well, there's you're, a, you're there's judging, a, Pastor. Well, and there's a lack of discussion about things like the Holy Ghost, in my experience. There's a lack of discussion about the blood, in my experience. And that was, I was at a, a large non-denominational church that, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, I look back now and I wonder how... Either I missed it for years straight, right? And, and I mean, I guess that's possible. I mean, I maybe I was phoning it in. I don't know, but I don't think so because all of those things led me here. Well, so let's look at that, and that's this is not even in what we're planning to talk yeah, about. You're but getting an extra, but let's just talk about that for just a second. The thing is, Steve, I think that you didn't know better. Oh, no question. I wasn't brought up in church. I I didn't go to church as a kid. Right. So you didn't know that there was something different, and actually there was something more bold and something that was actually calling you deeper until you responded to it. And so here it is. That's where people, they live in easy believism because they have no true understanding of what conversion or that conversion experience really is. You didn't know anything about the Holy Ghost. I did not. You, you probably knew it in its watered-down term, and, and I don't mean to offend because many people use Holy Spirit, and, and I do, do as well. But I like to say Holy Ghost. I like to say it how it's written, and it says Holy Spirit. I, I digress. My, my, my point is is that many people look on uh, 
the simplistic, again, checkmark living for God on their checklist on Sunday kind of living. And that is not what God's called us to be, especially in this world. And so uh, I know time is getting away from us, but if there are people out there that that are anathema to, to the Word of God, and they openly live in sin, they're probably the ones, or they're connected to ones, or maybe I'm making a big leap, my apologies, but there are people out there that are perverting the gospel of Christ, and they're lacking the boldness in their actions because they would rather bring, bring it all down to their level as opposed to rising to its level. Where boldness calls for bold in action and decision-making. Being a Christian, being, in my case, an apostolic Pentecostal Christian, it was easy to receive the Holy Ghost. It was a gift. But as one old-time preacher said, it'll cost you everything you got. There is a separation point in that, and and boldness is right up at the forefront of just saying, as an old song we used to sing, take this whole world but give me Jesus, and that's how we have to feel. Mm -hmm. Not that we want to be separated from people for separation's sake, but we have to say that I can't do that stuff because I don't, number one, I don't want to do that stuff that I've been brought out of again. I want to live for God, and that to me is bold. I hope I'm making sense on that. It's so. definitely bold today because it's it's wholly unpopular. Nobody wants that. Sure. Now I shouldn't say nobody, but the, there's a prevailing spirit that wants it to be all about them and what they can have, and not about what the good Lord has blessed you with. Absolutely, absolutely. So I just to to uh, to bring the thought home to us as we're getting ready to close this podcast. First, Christians need to spend time in the presence and the fellowship of Jesus Christ. They need to do that in such a way that they're endued and filled with power and boldness that can only come from the Holy Ghost. Secondly, it's important that our attitude reflect the positive victory we've experienced in Jesus Christ. I love what Paul wrote, one of my favorite scriptures. He said it in Romans 1 and 16. He said, For I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth. Hebrews 4 and 16 says, Let us therefore come, not meekly, but boldly unto the throne of grace that we might obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. So the revival that our world must have will be led by those people that are boldly accepting and believing the promises of God, and they act upon them accordingly, seeing that we live in some very uh, interesting times. We need to walk circumspectly uh, and be bold in this hour. And that's all I had, although just like every podcast, I could go on and on and on, (laughs) and I am a preacher, but I won't do that. So, Steve, please close us out and give the good people hope. (laughs) That really is all the time that we have for this study today. I pray that this was a blessing for you and that you will join us as we continue to study God's Word. Please follow us on our various platforms so that you don't miss an episode of this exciting series. Until next time, goodbye, and thank you for listening.